Welcome back to the Bitch Mob episode. We are back for another episode, episode 104. This is episode 104. We are joined by the big four. We all here tonight. We're going to start off with Miles, left-handed, smooth operator Davenport over there. Got the lights kind of low, setting the mood. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good, bro. Hey, for our, our listeners that can't see, you I mean, you should go watch it on YouTube. It's available when it comes out, but... He really do got the lights down low over here, like it's an R&B music video. We got CJ Moneybags here also tonight, who we found out does not know how to work Instagram. He made a post and put it only to close friends, so everybody doesn't see it. CJ Moneybags, how are you doing tonight? Why do you do that? I don't. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Yo, Greg. Before before Chris even go, Greg, this man. Soon as we finish recording our last episode, yo, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that clip that I was talking about with Russell Westbrook and you know the bust. I'm like, bet I got you. How many he days did you get it to me, bro? No, no, no. Funny. First of all, it was supposed to be clipped on Friday, and then I and then I I followed back up on Saturday. He goes, I got you, I got you, bro. Why I had to ask this man today? Yo, what's up? Like, what's bro? I didn't even ask him, right? You know what I did? I did some slick. I did some slick stuff. I went back to the original message where I asked him for it, bro, and I hit him with the question mark on it. You know, <laughs> I, I did that. Nah, but man, stop coming for me. I know, I know how to use Instagram. All right, there's just you don't know how many people are my close friends. I could have three, four hundred people up in there. Relax, relax. You know, oh, who, are you, who are you hiding stuff from, bro? Nothing. I just gotta. I, <laughs> Hey, yo. Hey, Greg. Now, I don't even know why I brought that up. This is obviously a conversation that's not meant to be recorded. We'll talk Dude, about that. I can't even do my intro like <laughs> uh, Rewind. We are joined tonight by CJ Moneybags. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. Go on to Greg, bro. I'm good. <laughs> good. You got me messed up. <laughs> oh. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, debate your mother. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's been a long day, but the Nets are up by 30 against the stupid Boston Celtics. Um, so I feel pretty good. I feel really good. The Knicks are the Knicks are down 0-1 to the Hawks. It, it's it's things just feel right in the world. They they gonna play tomorrow night. I got one of my kids missing practice to go to the Knicks game. I said, man, have a fun time watching your team lose tomorrow night, man. But hey. Sacrifices. We we see what's more important. We see what's more important. They talk about the conflict balls. You're going to the next game. They already in the NBA, mother. 
Hey, yo, we're going to start off NFL over and under AFC South. First one, Texans over and under four and a half wins. They have the 15th hardest schedule. I say under. I see something like three wins. Yeah, I say under too. Easily. It's, it's a horrible franchise. I mean, what are we, we going to say? Um, if Deshaun, maybe if Deshaun gets out from under this case and he plays some football, I mean, they, they'll, they may, they may, they may what's, the, what's the number again? You said four? If Deshaun plays, maybe they maybe they touch four. I don't I don't see him getting any more four to wins. And that's not enough against Deshaun's football ability. It's just the the, the roster is just that bad. Roster is just that bad. I don't see how he'd win any game. Yeah, I'm gonna say four. I, yo, now I'm curious. Who they draft in the first round? Now I'm curious. They have a first round pick. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. Just an update, real quick. Uh, concerning Deshaun Watson, he should be able to play this year because his case won't be disposed until early 2022. So at least they're not even going to start like having the uh, witnesses and whatnot deposed until September. So teams, are, you know, it's being reported that teams are still highly interested in trying to get, you know, Watson through the trade. Um, if not, he might just, I don't know if he'll take that chance of just sitting at home till whenever but the case don't be deposed until early 2022 so you don't think he can still get put on the commissioner's exempt list though i don't i don't think so from reports i've read the nfl isn't really taking it as serious as you know some other people but the nfl i guess they're like from what it seems like their viewpoint on it is basically until he's found guilty we we knock on put him on an exempt list we're not gonna move on anything like that, so crazy how they move different with AB, but that's a conversation for another day. Conversation for a whole nother day. Colts nine and a half wins, over or under? I like the over. under. Oh, you like over? Okay. How many wins was it? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'm gonna give them eight. You got? I had them eight too. I think they over. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a chance, but but the way Carson played last year, right, yeah. and and got benched, like he's in a whole he's in a whole new system with, with a whole new team. So um, I'm gonna give him a. I feel like that's fair. I feel like it's not saying he's gonna play like dog, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna leave it at that. But they won 11 games last year with Philip Rivers. Who, who, I mean, he's he's solid, but I think with. Carson Wentz being reunited with his old coach who, you know, the last time they were together, he threw up MVP numbers. I think that we could see a bounce back season from him. And then they're a dark horse, honestly, in the AFC. Yeah, I, I agree. But at the same time, like the main thing that Carson Wentz did last year that prevented him from succeeding was he held onto the ball too long. If he doesn't change that habit, no matter if he's reunited with his old coach or not, like I can't see them. I see the same mistakes happening. Forcing turnovers, right? Holding the ball too long. Someone comes and knocks that thing out of there. Or he holds the ball too long, right? And forces a bad throw. Like, I don't know, man. Carson Wentz is weird to me. Um, I got mixed feelings about him. I like him a lot sometimes. And then other times he just makes me want to rip my hair out. So I'm going eight. They got a better line in Indianapolis too. They do. Better line, better receivers. So I think that him holding on to the ball was him trying to just make plays that weren't there. But fair. We'll see. 
Yeah, um, for me, it could definitely go the way that Miles was saying. I just don't believe in Carson Wentz. So I'm going to go with eight. Greg, you were saying 14 wins? <laughs> oh, right. If they, I think they could win about 10 games. I think, would they, how many? I wonder how many wins they how many wins they got last year with Phil Phil Rivers is my question. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, they, they could win ten games, man. That's that that team's just good enough all around Carson Wentz to cover up his stink. If he actually ends up playing <laughs> if he ends up playing pretty well, like if he ends up rehabilitating his career because he still is talented and they won't need him to go out there and win every single game with the arm the way the Eagles necessarily the way the Eagles did because they just weren't that good. Um, yeah, you could see that. You could see a team like that winning ten games pretty, pretty easily, honestly. So depends on the way the schedule shakes out. But I, I, I'll, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Why not? I, I, it would. It's a flip. It's a coin toss for me. You could either way. You can convince me that they can win more than ten or lose, lose more than you know, lose more games than they. I'll say this: with the team that they have, they should win more than nine games. Now, will they? Is the question. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Over under six and a half wins with the savior of Trevor Lawrence. I say I'm under. Going under. Yeah. I don't trust. I don't trust Urban Meyer. I'll put it at that. I don't yeah. like his decision making since being there. Um, I you know what's crazy? Wins. You do got to take. I wasn't even thinking about that. You got to take that into account. Can't, can't trust Urban Meyer. Look at the decisions he's made all offseason. And who's to say that, you know, that doesn't affect the locker room if players don't have respect for him? Like, I'm still not off. Tim Tebow really has a job again as a tight end in a whole new position that he's never played in his life. The man is 34, 35 years old, hasn't played in like over a decade. That alone, I don't even know if I'm a player. That's not somebody I'm running through a wall for. Like, oh, I don't care how inspirational, motivational speech you could get. I can't rock with you, bro. I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you guys more. I couldn't agree with you guys more. I I, I don't trust Urban Meyer. It has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence will have a good season. I think he'll play well. I think they've given the ball hope they'll have a good season. I'm interested to see how good it is because the the baseline for Trevor Lawrence isn't good. It's how good are you? Because everyone says you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. So how good are you going to be? Um, I, I, I just can't wait to watch him play. I'm very excited since he's the greatest quarterback ever, every single draft scout ever. So that should be interesting. But, no, nah, they're, they're going to lose a lot of games. I think anytime you take a flyer on Tim Tebow, and, you're, and I know that Tim Tebow may not make the team, but the idea that you guys are even putting that out there to me is just laughable. They're going to they're gonna be a laughing stock. And this experiment with, with Urban Meyer may very well not work. My thing is how long how long do they keep Gardner Minshew? If he, I'm sure he's still there, how long do they keep him? What are they going to do there? We see him this year. We don't see him this year because they, if they we do, that means that Lawrence didn't stay healthy. Either way, everything around him can't is just so bad that around Lawrence is so bad and around Urban Meyer that, that they I just don't see how they win more than three games. I think they're gonna be hard. Hey Miles, real quick before we transition to the next team. So their first round pick. The first pick that they got for their running back, I don't know if you saw there's reports that they got him playing wide receiver in training camp. What's your take on <laughs> what Urban Meyer is doing in that regard? 
mean, I guess they're looking at it like you see what Kamara's done, you see what guys like McCaffrey have done, and they're multidimensional. They can split out wide and beat a linebacker, or they can be in the backfield. So I think that's what they're thinking of. He's going to play mainly running back, but they still have James Robinson. So they can have both weapons on the field at, at the same time. And, again, they have limited weapons. I mean, they have Chenault, who's a solid second-year player, DJ Chark. But besides those two and the running backs, you don't really have much going. So you want to get your, your playmakers on the field as much as you can. Hopefully that works out. But um, um, I don't know about Urban Meyer. Everything he does is a question mark for me. <laughs> Tennessee Titans, over under nine and a half wins. They have the 13th hardest schedule. What's y'all views on their season coming up? I'm going to say eight wins. And part of the thing, too, they lost some key pieces on the offensive end. And I don't want to wish bad on them, but it's been two years in a row that Derrick Henry has led the league in rushing attempts. And now we add another game to the season. I think that might have to play a factor in their season. They're going to have to be able to throw the ball a little bit more to give him some breaks like and I don't know if they decide to let's say give Tannehill maybe 30 attempts a game I don't think it works out this team literally has to give Derrick Henry the ball dag near 70 80 percent of the, the offensive plays they don't have yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go under just due to the fact that like you said um but part of my problem with with the Titans is they're they're inconsistent to me in terms of how, how the effort that they give game in and game out, it seems like a lot of times last year, their plan was just to rely on Derrick Henry. And I don't like that at all because if Derrick Henry goes down, then what? And then to your point, they did lose a lot of key players. They lost to Dory Jackson on their defense, who Greg is thrilled about on, to have on the Giants. Um, they lost uh, Corey Davis to Miles' Jets. And he was a big part of their offense production last year, um, sometimes even more so than A.J. Brown. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't see them competing with teams like, like they did last year. Miles, you're saying that it's not needed to give Derrick Henry the ball 70% of the time. I mean, they don't, they don't have to, but he's your best player. So, I mean, as you see, the further in the game they go – the better he gets like and that goes for the season too the more more carries he gets down the stretch you start seeing these 150 yard games 200 yard games that's what happened last year that's how he got over 2,000 yards so I mean you keep feeding the beast I mean he's a top three running back in the league right now and he doesn't even really catch the ball which that's that says a lot especially in this league right now when you you kind of have to be multi-dimensional to be successful and and whatnot, but I think they'll get over over uh, nine and a half wins, especially if they get Julio Jones. Which you know AJ AJ Brown's been chatting him up a little bit, saying I'll give up my own number if you come. So we'll see. A lot of things could could happen in the next couple months. Yeah, we definitely I, I talk about. I thought he said he wasn't giving up his number. He said you're gonna have to rock number eight. No, you don't have to come up off that number, bro. Like, that's Julio Jones, <laughs> he's top 10 all time. Like, 
Lou, <laughs> into what you just said, though, we're definitely going to talk about that later in the episode, possible destination for Julio Jones, possible implications for Fox uh, sports that might happen because of that phone call. Before Greg goes, as CJ just alluded to, two of the main pieces that they lost were Curry Davis to the Jets and John o. Smith who went to the Patriots. Those two players combined had 216 targets last season. So that's a nice chunk of the offense right there. Greg, over under for uh, Tennessee. I don't think I don't think offense is their problem last year. And yeah, they they had some losses there, but um, you know, I think I think them getting Bud Dupree is a big deal. I think Bud Dupree is gonna be really good for them. I think the defense is a lot better than it has been. Their secondary was never really an issue. I mean um, not as much of an issue as the defensive line was not be, being able to get pressure. Um, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll break heat. I mean, what are we talking about? Eight and a half, nine, eight wins, nine and a half, nine and a half. I'll, I'll take nine to 10 wins for them. I mean, I think that they could be competitive and they'll be around that number. Um, I know I'm not giving an under or over. I know I'm not, you know, but I think they're going to be in that range. I think they're going to either win nine or 10 games. Like that's really what I think. Um, and if they get Julio, you can tack a couple more onto that because, that's a big target for Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball to. And I think there's a good chance he do get Julio. We'll see. But if the pass don't get aggressive. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'll take that too. I think my odds there um with that because I think I like what they have on offense. I like the system they have. And the two most important players they need they have that they need are guys they have. They have Ryan Tannehill, they have Derrick Henry. Like they're gonna run play action, they're gonna throw the ball deep, they're gonna have, they have AJ Brown still, they have um, I believe the Tajay Sharp field that receiver. They have some guys still there. So I- I'll take I'll take I'll take it in being in that neighborhood. I, if I had to put it, put a number on, I, I, I might go over. They're they're a solid team. They have an identity, and then the NFL has half the battle. So you get Julio Jones. I'm definitely definitely got to go. Over. Sidebar: Keeping everybody updated. Uh, if y'all aren't paying attention, Nets are up seventy-one forty-seven right now. Twenty-two for Joe Harris with six three pointers. Um, I believe the record for playoff three pointers in one game is eleven or twelve. It'd be very interesting to see if he breaks this tonight. Uh, he might not play in the second half, how this game is going, but we'll see. We'll definitely talk about that later. NFC West, Arizona Cardinals, over under eight and a half wins, 13 hardest schedule, over under for them. One of the biggest uh, pickups they had in offseason was J.J. Watt as a big addition for them. Over under, I see uh, Miles and C.J. were saying over, so uh, y'all can start it off. Shoot. I, I'm hammering that over. Like eight and a half wins, that's nothing. Kyler Murray's coming into his third year. He had a breakout year last year. Gets more. They drafted some more weapons for him. He hop another year in the offense. More. They get comfortable. They got, like you said, JJ Watt on this team now, so the defense is a little better. I think that this is a team that they have a chance to win the division and make a run on that side of the the conference. Yeah, Miles hit the nail on the head. I mean, Kyler Murray going into his third year, right? No more excuses. Training wheels are off. They got him some pieces. The addition of J.J. Watt. If they get Julio, I know their hop, D-Hop was making a pitch for him too. Imagine imagine having DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, and they just added A.J. Green, who's a seven-time pro bowler in the offseason, who will be able to come out and obviously give you some production. Um, stayed healthy all year last year and played every game. So their offense would be crazy. And they have speed with uh, 
Isabella on the outside as well, or I mean, in the slot. So uh, I expect big things from the Cardinals this year, and anything short of uh, division champs would be, you know, highly. <laughs> it'd be bad. Under. I'm thinking under. They, they, they don't run the ball. They don't run the ball. They don't stop the run. They didn't solve any of their problems this offseason. Yes, Kyle Murray was great last year. They, he was always explosive. He was always he, – he's great. He's great. I have nothing bad to say about Kyle Murray. I, I don't have anything bad to say about their offense outside of the fact that they don't run the ball and they don't stop the run. And that's how you win football games down the stretch of close games. And they're going to play a lot of close games in a division where every literally every team is good. There's no bad teams in the NFC West. None. San, San Fran's going to be back and better. The Rams are going to be back and, and, and better and way better. Um, and and who, who, uh, the Seahawks are obviously always great having Russell Wilson. Like, nah, man, I'm, I'm taking an under. They're, they're in a ridiculous division. Their, their schedule's hard by default. They're in the best division in football. And then they don't run the ball and they don't stop the, they don't stop the run. What, they should have invested more in their O-line. They should have invested more in, in, in running backs. They should have invested more in defensive interior linemen on the defensive line. J.J. Watts just a, is a sexy toy. That's what it is. It's a nice toy. That's all it is. It's a Lamborghini when you already had five of them jumping in. You already had five. Like you didn't need it. You didn't need that. So, nah, man, like, I, I, I'm taking the under. They don't run the ball. They don't stop the run. Um, and that makes it really hard to win in the NFL. Um, and there are some teams that do that in the NFC. Now, <laughs> there are some teams that y'all, y'all aren't going to expect to be better than the Cardinals that are going to be better than them. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I see, I see an eight and nine season, too. Yeah, I don't think they're winning. They're not. No, no, no. Because they're last season, they really could have made the playoffs, but it was not getting stops, not being able to close out close games. Never was a question on a offense. Kyler Murray is top five electrifying, top five box office to come watch. D-Hop, of course, y'all saw him get busy multiple games last year. But I still think it's just going – they're just going to be a nice, great team to watch, exciting, high scoring. But I say eight and nine. It'll just be a, a basic, mediocre season. Hmm? What? what was the over-under? Eight and a half. They don't run the ball. They don't stop the run. It's that simple. And, and, and if you watch football, you can't tell me – you can't tell me otherwise. They don't run the ball. They don't stop the run. They are they are like they're like the fluff team. They're like the the NBA team that score that can go out and score a million points, but they can't stop anybody. They the they the Mike D'Antoni Phoenix Suns. That's it. I, yo, literally same, same state, bro. Same state. It's crazy. It's like it's like it's like it's like they they ripped the page out of the Houston Rockets handbook. <laughs> you know, so yeah, no, I'm 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 sticking with that. I feel good about that. You mentioned the Rams are so much better this year. The over under for them is ten and a half wins. 10th hardest schedule. How do y'all see this going for the Los Angeles Rams? It better be over. They spent all this draft capital to trade for a quarterback who they say is pretty good. So we'll see. I mean, they got 10 wins with Jared Goff playing quarterback. So they better get over 10 and a half wins with Matthew Stafford playing quarterback. You don't know You don't know Matthew I mean, Stafford's good? I'm in complete agreement of Miles. I do, but He's been kind of coddled over there in Detroit. A lot of excuses. There, there haven't been excuses like, oh, if he's on a better team, we'll see. Well, now he's on a better team. So let's they almost killed him in Detroit because they didn't give him any, anything to work with. They almost killed that guy. He literally almost died on the field. There's an NFL film about it. That dude got his shoulder popped out, 
mid mid game because they have no, they, they didn't get any old line help. They they lost the best player they ever had in in franchise history walked away from them because they suck so bad. And we're acting like the people are manufacturing excuses for Matthew Stafford. No so about Barry bro. Sanders. One of the hey, you can you look okay. Calvin and him. No, Calvin and him in the same breath. Calvin and him in the same breath. Megatron and him are in the same breath. Okay. That, 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 I, huh? That's fine. However you want, however you want to split it, I don't care. The point, the point is, the point is, yo, that he didn't get no breaks in Detroit. What? He got a raw deal in Detroit. Everybody who talks about Matthew Stafford has the utmost respect for him in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers will praise sing that man's praise anytime. He's just as talented as Aaron Rodgers. He's got that level of talent. Are you kidding? When you watch him play, you see it. He just played in a garbage organization for the longest time, and we and he suffered for it. That that team's gonna win 12 games this year, at least. 12 games. He makes them that much better. Jared Goff is like is, is like a Fisher Price quarterback. And you go out there and you run out there with, with, with a Lamborghini now. You really got some, you're really working with something now. Like you really are. Like you're running on premium gas right now before you start on that regular jump. Then you're running on premium with the Stafford and that offense. And they already have they have everything. They just you know, they put him right in the perfect puzzle. Right there. And now everything's in a click. Everything's in a click. I, I don't know. I'm not overrating Matthew Stafford. I think people underrate him. That's what I think. That's what I think happens. He's underrated. I'm not overrating that guy. He's just that good. So I, I wouldn't go as far as saying a Lambo, maybe, you know, a 2005 BMW that's on sale. Chris, how do you see their season going? First of all, let me just say, I don't remember Greg talking this week when, when he got traded. What do you mean? I literally said, what Miles, you remember Greg talking this week when he got Yes, this, this film. What you mean? Nah. Yo, Antonio, yo, yo, I was saying all the same stuff. No, no, no. Greg, Greg has been on his high horse for uh, that. Oh, Greg over here talking real sweet, but <laughs> oh, over, over 10 wins for sure. Over 10 wins for sure. I can see them in the 11 to 12, 11 to 12 range. I mean, their, their defense is solid, right? We know they have playmakers at wide receiver with Reynolds and Woods, Cooper Cup. Like they're they're good on offense and getting golf out of there and, and getting a quarterback that has established himself and, and has been in the league for a long time and um, have like Greg said, we've seen this quarterback do great things. So I, I think he, he's in a good situation. My only concern with Matthew Stafford and the Rams is he's never been a part of a winning organization. This is going to be an adjustment for him, learning how to handle that pressure. Uh, because again, when, when playoffs come, he's never played in the playoffs. So again, when, in that that type of situation, I, I don't know how he's going to react to that. Um, but I, I think I think he's definitely in a, a good situation that that fits him and, and fits what um, they're going to be able to do with the RPO. They have uh, some some good young running backs there as well. So you know, he, it, the playoffs are, are his to win, and, and the division's definitely theirs to win. 49ers over under also 10 and a half wins. Who's starting? Garoppolo or Trey Lance? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it matters, but they, it doesn't matter. It mean? matters, but are, are you saying are you saying it matters because if Trey Lance starts, they're gonna have less? Or like what yes. what, what makes them yes. worse off? Okay, right, right, okay. Curve. he's played 13 games in college. If he plays this year, they're not playing for the playoffs, they're playing for the future. I don't know about that. I think they have so much around him that they'd be pretty good. They they could run, they could feature him into an RPO game. They could be, like he's a, that coach is a genius. I think they'd win a lot of games with him like right away. He could play he could play right now honestly. The only, I don't, the only, he, he probably he, could, but I don't think he should. He's not going to. That's why they keep him grappling for a year. I think next by by next year 
this time next year, we'll be talking about Trey Lance being the starting quarterback and being the franchise quarterback. That's what, that's what it's going to be. But um, no, I, I think I think I might take the over on that too. Though. They're they're just that good. You got to take the over on that too. There's going to be a lot of good teams in the NFL this year. So if you're taking an over on that, who do you have actually winning the division? Rams or the 49ers? Rams. Rams. Close one. 49ers get in though. The playoffs. Over under Seahawks nine and a half wins. Uh, that defense is still garbage. So I don't know. I feel like they got a lot of issues still unresolved over there. And as great as Russell Wilson is, they've never let him, they've never let Russ cook. So I don't know. That's kind of the, it could be nine, it could be 10. I don't know, but they're not going to win the division again. I think, I think they're, I think they'll, um, I think they'll clear that too. Um, I'll go over because it's Russ. I'll say they get 10 wins. Um, but I could easily be wrong here. It's a coin flip deal again. Miles is absolutely right. That team has a lot of holes, a lot of issues. Uh, I'm just, I'm just. That's all I'm doing. They got, they got, they got the best quarterback in that division. I think. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say it like that. I'll just double checking. I don't know. Staff, staff are going, staff are going to wake some people up this year. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hold you. And like to be quite honest with you, the, the funniest thing, the funniest thing about this whole thing is like, I. <laughs> I have no problem saying Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in football. I'd love that. I'd love that to be the case. I think Stafford's going to really make some people up this year. He, he doesn't run the ball like him, but he's got a better arm than than than, uh, than, than Wilson does. And it, it, that junk is accurate. Like, that, he is talented. Yo. He is. Like, the, the tape, when you watch highlight tape, man, like, he's just crazy. The stuff he was doing with Detroit. So, yeah, I, let's see. Let's see. Talk to me at the end of the season about that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I still think confidently Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in that division. We will definitely see how the season goes. And hopefully for Stafford's sake, Greg is actually right. Now, we mentioned earlier throughout these couple of these teams, Julio Jones was on the phone, Shannon Sharp, and he was like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm not going to be in Atlanta anymore, which, by the way, might cause Fox Sports to be sued because there's a law in California about that and it's too long to to say. But basically, they might get sued for that conversation because Julio Jones, from all reports, did not know he was on live TV. Shout out to Shannon Sark for getting the information, but this might actually end up a lawsuit to Fox. Where are some possible teams and destinations that you think Julio Jones would fit with best? I know you mentioned Green Bay, but one of the issues that's going coming up with Green Bay is the salary cap issue of trying to get Julio Jones there. Throw some teams out there that y'all think would actually be able to get him and would be a good fit. I think New England. I mean, that's one that really sticks out. They've done this before. You know, Randy Moss years ago, they went out and got him, and look how that turned out. I mean, they lost to the Giants. I'll, I'll give them that. But he put up elite stats. They were the best team in the league that year. So why not try it again? You don't have a, a number one receiver on this team. They went out and got a bunch of number three receivers, depth pieces. And I mean, this is, this would honestly be a great move for Mac Jones if you're going to go with him. I mean, don't give me that look just because 
Well, let me double back because apparently Cam might be top 10 this year. But, uh, <laughs> he could help Cam out this year too, help him uh, reach that yeah, next level. Or. That, I'm just, I just made a face because I'm like, yo, so we can say that, all right, Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback for one year. But Cam, oh, nah, Cam not even going to play this year. It's going to be Mac Jones automatically. I'm not saying – I'm saying Cam Newton's going to start this year. So why not go after one of the best receivers in the league and try to help him out even more, you know, cover up some of those weaknesses? Because let's be frank, he's not the best passer in the league. So – if you can make it a little easier, get him a, an elite receiver, then do that. But that would also help out Mac Jones down the road because he still has three years left on that contract. So I think that you can't go wrong with picking the Patriots. And another team, Dark Horse, I like is, is the Colts. They're a team that, if you look at them, they won 11 games last year with Phillip Rivers and with T.Y. Hilton as your best receiver. So they have a solid receiving core right now, but imagine you add Julio Jones, you have T.Y. in the slot, Michael Pittman, and you got Carson Wentz back in that run-pass offense that he played in, in Philadelphia. So now that changes that team a lot. That makes them a Super Bowl contender. And there's no, there's no problems with that Colts team. The defense is really good already. Offensive line is elite. So why not take a shot? You you got draft capital. This is the time to go after it right now. CJ. So Miles already mentioned Colts and Pats. Any other teams coming to your mind that Julio Jones would be able to help out and actually be able to get there? Yeah, I think I think he he'd be a good fit for for the Titans. I mean, they only have A.J. Brown, and he could be that perfect replacement for, for Corey Davis, who, again, for the past two years has been a heavy part of their offense and has produced when he was there. Julio Jones is, is a great NFL player, right? But he's getting up there in age, too. He's not going to – he's going to hit a point where – and I'm not saying it's going to be this season, but he's going to hit a point where his production level is going to go down, just like it happened with A.J. Green. They both came in in the same draft class, I believe, too. Um and A.J. Green's already hit his decline, right, due to injuries and whatnot. And we saw a little bit of decline in performance last year from, from Julio Jones, too. So um, it'll be interesting to see how much of a factor he is this year, regardless of what team he goes to. But I, I can see, definitely see him fitting in with the, with the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, good good quarterback that, that can definitely get him the ball. Um, but, Miles, I love that, that, Colts, that Colts pick that you just had. I mean, you, you broke that down perfectly. G-Baby. Mr. Hot Takes. Um, Where Julio going? Titans make a lot of sense. I think, you know. Huh? Say, you're going to say the Giants. No, the Giants have baby. The Giants have baby Julio already. They have any God. They don't, they don't need it. They have the same. They have a receiver that, that does a lot of those same type of things. So I'm not really worried about it. And, and if, if, if y'all want to laugh and all that stuff, I call him baby Julio. Go watch Julio play. Go watch Julio's highlights and then go watch Kenny Gotti's highlights and then talk to me after that. Don't, don't say a word to me until you do that. I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to they have something to say to me, but they ain't, watch, they ain't, they ain't even seen Kenny Gotti play. Regardless. Um, yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah, they're not. They're not, so no, the Giants aren't in the play for him. But I, I would say the Titans make a lot of sense. You get a two receiver set with him and AJ Brown, and you're in really good shape. But since you already lost Corey Davis, you can trade for him. And the Titans are a team that needs to win a championship like now. Like this is their time. Like this is their window. So that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, Green Bay would be amazing, but Green Bay isn't gonna do that. They they run they run like a like a small market team. They don't they don't they don't really care about winning over there. That to that extent. And they're not going to spend out of their way. I actually think another place that he could be a good fit would be uh, the 49ers. I think the 49ers would be a nice little spot for him. I think the him you go there, you plays, you get him. He helps out Jimmy Garoppolo this year, big time. They might they might win just win a Super Bowl off of that. That might be a Super Bowl week. And you also get him there in the future. Build with him there for the future. You have him with Trey Lance. That's a great. That's a great. It's a great move for them too. I, I can see that. There's a lot of teams in the NFL that could use him. But I also think that a guy as good as Julio Jones is, he's gonna he's gonna dictate where he wants to go. The two teams you're seeing the most: Patriots and Titans. So he'll end up one of those two places, unless some dark, some like unless a dark horse like the 49ers, who are very appealing, come up out of nowhere. Um, even the Rams can make a push for him. Who's their number you one? Think great. The Ravens have a shot at getting him. The Ravens could push for him, but I think they got Bateman. Uh, you know, and and and, and the, the Ravens have been a little bit. They they not they don't operate that way like they don't really spend big money from what I can remember I don't really remember a time when the Ravens went out and spent big money they, they let Matthew Judon walk and he, he made big money like I don't really remember a time when they they're gonna do that for Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson yes but uh, oh and we'll see but I think he they will I mean it makes sense but I I don't think that they're gonna go out and make a splashy move like that that's not really their style obviously if the Cowboys didn't get embarrassed on national TV they would try to go get him. Because that's that's the Cowboys. That's what they do. They're all in this for the headlines, and that's why they suck. But um, it's, it's not. It's that's not going to happen, obviously, because Julio doesn't want to go there. So I think the 49ers are a good spot. Titans are the most likely spot, and the Pat, Pats are another likely spot too, as well. Just alluding to what CJ uh, said about Julio last season, he only played nine games, and those nine games, 51 yard, 51 catches, and 771 yards with three touchdowns. Now, he only played nine games. I think it was a couple little nagging injuries last year. Um, in your opinion, only nine games, 51 catches, 771. Do y'all think Julio actually is slowing down a little bit? Hell no. Hell no. I don't think so. I think he got tired of playing Matt Ryan. If you look at it, if you average that out, that's still 85 yards a game, which, I mean, that's a down year for him, but not many receivers in the league are averaging that much game game in and game out. So, And that's, that's fair, too. Uh, when I say decline, that's what exactly what I mean. It's a down year for Julio. It's not the Julio that we're used to seeing, right? Yeah. But, again, again nine, nine games and, like Miles said, you averaged out 700 yards, 700, whatever the number was for, for yards. I mean, that's, that's still pretty damn good. The right transition into flag on a play, we'll definitely see where Julio ends up at. It's – Dagnier, honestly, any team can use Julio and his talents. It's just a matter of fact of the – he still has a contract with three years left in the money. That's the biggest thing that they're going to have to try to line up and set up for Julio Jones. Flag on the play, accept or decline. If y'all want to talk on the topic, if y'all have anything to say on it, possible Soldier Boy Bow Wow versus. Are y'all tuning into that? Yes. Only because of Soldier Boy, honestly, because I feel like he's hilarious. He's Bow Wow got, got some stuff in his chamber though. I feel like Bow Wow slept on. 
I would, I would tune in more. He don't play shorty like mine. And that's that's that song go crazy. He should win off that off that. That song go crazy. Troy like mine, bro. Nah, it do. Nah, it does. It does. Oh, yeah. Soldier Boy got them, yeah. them dancing, them dancing songs. Get that shit me, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is it? Shorty Like Ma is the one with uh, Sierra? Nah, that's uh, like no you. Like you, something like that, right? Yeah, that's, that's like you. Yeah, he can't play that song. Second one. Yeah, you, you smile. You know why, Greg. He can't play that. You can see Russell Wilson tune in, tune out. <laughs> exactly. Um, Real quick. Second one, and the last one for the flag on the play segment. Savannah James. Mrs. James. LeBron James's queen, wife. Prevented LeBron from going to the Knicks. Accept or decline. I love you're real. Get yourself a get yourself a smart, beautiful black queen who does not make you let let you make stupid mistakes in your career, bro. I do think that if LeBron had gone to the Knicks, that they would have been successful. I do think that. I I really do. I think they would have been good. I think. And you know what's so funny is like all the Knicks fans now have so much malice and hate in their heart for this man because he didn't go there because they were really hoping like he would, they really thought he was gonna go there. Then he went to Miami. They really thought in 2013 that man was going to end up in a Knicks jersey, bro. Like, they cleared space. They did all these machinations. Knicks fans were talking about it. It was all in the papers, and he didn't end up going. And all, all I hear now from Knicks fans is how much they don't like, like LeBron James. I think it's so funny. But Knicks fans you would talk to. They sound- a lot of Knicks fans I know don't like LeBron for that reason. They, th- they really thought he was coming here. And I remember being in high school, that was, like, all I heard. Oh, that, that was where people thought he was going. When he did, when he did the, 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 uh, the decision – was fast when he did the decision he, they really thought he was going to announce he was going to the Knicks that's what they thought um so I I, I thought he was going to like Miami from the jump but regardless um yo I, that, that's that's awesome I love it I, I love it yeah according to Brian Winhurst on his podcast he said we heard that LeBron wanted to come to New York and he had really good sources about this he was thinking about coming to New York, but that his wife wanted to be in Los Angeles, wanted the kids to go to school in LA, and that just kiboshed the whole thing. Hold on, you even—I usually—I usually I usually listen to that podcast. I didn't realize they were talking about his most recent free agency. I thought they were talking about the one back in 2013. Most recent. Oh, that's crazy! Wow, he was considering going to the Knicks too. Man, wow, he was in shambles at that point. I'm, I'm glad he didn't go because. Who knows what would have happened, but what? Yo, what is he talking about? <laughs> what did he just what he just I, say? I'd rather get it out the mud like we're doing right now than stop it. Do it. That's yo. This is why yo, this is why I can't stand Knicks fans, yo. God, God, this is why I can't stand Knicks fans. You too. Are you crazy? Are you telling me you would rather have Julius Randle than LeBron James right now? No, of course not. But if what are we talking about? We're talking about he didn't want to come. This is like a movie. Mm. This happened a couple years ago. We're, we're in 2021. Nope. We're talking no, about no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. We're, we're talking about Bron saying after he left Cleveland when Cleveland got their butt kicked by the Warriors because they had nothing around him in 2018 when he chose to go to the Lakers. He was considering going to the Knicks. He wanted to go to the Knicks. His wife just didn't want to go. 
So he, he loves his wife. He chose not to go to the Knicks. But he wants to go there. Are you telling me you didn't want – you wouldn't want Ron that on your team? You I did. With I would want him on my team. But oh, at the right. same time, at that time, the front office was in shambles. So there's no, there's no way to know he would have won a championship here or not. Like, LeBron's the greatest of all time. But he can't take every team to the finals. He can't win a championship with every team. So – There'd be more pressure on him over here than LA. It would have been the same thing, though. If he went, if he went to the Knicks, when he went to the Lakers, they weren't a championship, right? They weren't a championship team. He went there knowing AJ was coming a year later. He knew it was already in the works. They're both with clutch. He knew it was a signed deal before it was ever done. He would have gone to the Knicks and y'all would have got AD. And it would have been y'all would have been the, the, the y'all would have won a championship. It would have been you guys in the bubble winning the ring. The Knicks. I don't know. AD a little. Injury problem. Are you crazy? Yo, Ooh, don't, don't. This is yo, a perfect no, transition. No, no, it's not. It's not. No injury problem. Not. It's really not, though, because he's saying he on some, he's on some crazy. Yo. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a perfect transition because we got to talk about who we're going to I know we have to talk about that, but I'm also saying, bro, like, this is this is wild to me because, like, the are you really saying, yo, AD and LeBron would have won y'all a championship last year. Last year, y'all would have won. But he's saying, though, he's injury prone. Who's to say that he would have been there last year? Bro, we, you can't even go off that. Last year, the guy played a, a full season and played his greatest, best season in the NBA. It wasn't a full it wasn't because he was in a Lakers jersey that that happened. It was in the bubble, you know. They had those nice polished floors in Disney, Disney World, so. Okay. No, he might have hurt himself at MSG. We can move on. We can move on. This is why Knicks fans don't deserve anything good. This is why. Right here. This conversation is why Knicks fans deserve nothing nice. This is why. Not why at all. Fox and six. Hawks and six. This is why. <laughs> this is why, yo. You hear this? You hear, you're like, yo, who are you to, to question AB's great? Who are you to talk about A's injury prone? How, who are you to do that? What do you have? What did the next oh, one go for anything? Is he not is he injury prone? Huh? Is he not injury prone? That's your concern? You is that my concern? concern? Is that, is that a real question? You don't get to be picky. The Knicks fans don't oh, get to oh, be oh, picky. Oh, oh. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Knicks fans don't get to be picky, Miles. No, they don't. So, so basically, you're saying the Knicks is the ugly kid at school that has yes. suspenders, and if he if he gets the the chance to go to prom, it should just be okay. Twenty five years of just this this just terrible basketball in New York, and you got a Knicks fan on here telling me right now, oh, I don't know about one AD's injury. Are you crazy? Yo, am I bugging right now? Please tell me. Someone tell me. Yo, am I, am I crazy? Did the Knicks do something recently that I don't remember? There'll be, be other guys. We fine. We There'll good. be other guys? Yes. What? Oh, wow. This is wow. You're not getting a player better than AD. I'll tell you that right now. Well, right, so once KD's contract comes up, he could just walk over to it. Yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, because he wanted to go there so badly the first time. You saw that work out the, worked out the first time for you guys, and y'all were so sure he was going to go there. Y'all thought Kyrie and him were going to go there. Y'all thought y'all were going to get Zion, too. Look how it worked out. Kyrie. I didn't want Kyrie for these exact reasons that we're seeing. K- KD was the loudest one. He had the loudest disrespect for the Knicks. It wasn't even Kyrie coming at y'all like that. It was KD saying, why would I go there? Why? Hold up. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad, though, because y'all are at the bottom of the – the totem pole in New York. You see that oh, later? Yeah, yeah because, right right. Right. because you see, this is why the Knicks suck. Because the amount of fans, the headlines matter more than actually winning basketball games. Yo, you're talking about, oh, is, how does it feel like Derrick Rose is the most popular player in New York? How does it feel like Derrick Rose is down 0-1 in the playoff series to the Hawks right now? 
we win it. We up by 40 right now. You think I care about New York? I don't care. Y'all can have New York. I don't want New York. We got Jersey. We got Brooklyn. I'm straight. I don't care. There's going to be a six-word write-up in the Daily News about the Nets tomorrow night. I could care less. As, <laughs> as, it, is, as it is, no one reads newspapers anymore anyways. So that's all BS. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't read no paper, Miles. You're not fooling. <laughs> For those people who do, they don't see the Nets anywhere. Because, because, because we care so much about their opinions. <laughs> we all do. Well, you're getting hot right now, so I think it might. It might. No, I'm hot right now. Cause you're like, the nerve. I'm, hot, I'm hot right now because he acting like Knicks fans. Like, yeah, Ducky Levine is, is no, starting. No, mighty for what? Are you crazy? Oh, I wouldn't take AD's injury pulling. Y'all don't have a choice. There's no. <laughs> whatever y'all get, y'all take. That's what it is. Please tell me yeah. I'm wrong. Transitioning the blame game. Lakers lost game one. Who do you put more of the blame on, AD or LeBron James or somebody else? Me personally, I put all the blame on Anthony Davis. Five of 16, 13.7 boards while DeAndre Ayton got busy. 21 points, only missed one shot and had 16 boards. It's on AD head, bro. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. And, and the reason it's on AD's head is it's okay to have a bad game, right? But the risk you run when you have a bad game like that, now you gave this man DeAndre Ayton false confidence. Now he coming into tonight's game thinking, I own you. And you know why he thinks that? Because now the media has been talking about it all week has gassed him up, made him seem like he's God. You let DeAndre Ayton do this to you? And, and DeAndre Ayton, he, he's no idiot, right? He knows he knows he's not better than AD. In the back of his head, he knows that. But now he's like, I can compete with AD, when really you can't. Because AD's coming back mad tonight, knowing that he messed up the other night and that the loss is on his head for only getting 13 points. And at the same time, DeAndre Ayton's thinking, all right, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to compete with him. And if DeAndre Ayton has any ounce of sense, he's also thinking, I'm not better than AD, but I got to play as well as I did the other night and compete like I am. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the problem with, that I have with, with AD in this situation because now, now you kind of poke the bear a little bit for DeAndre Ayton because even though these reporters were, were giving him that false confidence, hyping him up, they were also – it was also kind of like a little, a little shot at him in a way too. And I'm sure DeAndre Ayton knows that, right? Um, he knows he, he was getting them shots. So uh, for me personally, I would take that personal because now I got to prove to these reporters who were saying like, you let DeAndre Ayton do this to you? Now I got to prove to those reporters that like, hey man, hold on, put some respect on my name. I could really play with AD. So he, now you know, Greg's over here smiling because you know it's true. He know that DeAndre Ayton going to come hard tonight and that just makes AD's job harder. Now AD's, we know what he can do. We know he's super talented, but for, for them to to go ahead and be successful tonight, obviously LeBron got to continue to do what he's doing, but um, AD needs to stop doing those, those fadeaway jumpers, and he needs to go out dudes. He needs to own DeAndre in, in the paint and, and stop shooting these little, little fadeaway jumpers. Greg, as the coach on the show, you see plenty of times where it's a team that you should be, your star player, does not play up to par. What 
do you say, what do you do in a situation like this where AD played like that? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm under the assumption that you think most of the blame is on AD, correct? I think most of the blame is on AD. I think that – I also would say that Brown historically loses game ones and that people overreacting to it shouldn't do that. Um, LeBron, LeBron calls the game one of any playoff series a feel-out game. He said it a million times. And in game two, his stats are crazy. I mean, like 40-point triple-double type crazy. So I expect a big game from him tonight. So I know what to expect. AD, too. I mean, AD did the same thing last year in the playoffs. The only knock on AD is is that – is this, for me, like, the injuries, so, yes, reasonable concern for anybody who's gotten hurt throughout his career. If Unless you're a Knicks fan, then you shouldn't be concerned about it because you have no right. But or, – or, or any other of these bottom feeder teams in the NBA. But – it, the, the reality is, if we're talking about him, he's had this issue since he starts, since he's been in the NBA. He comes and he comes and goes. He and, and it's all on him. It's all on AD. Is he's not aggressive enough, and, and not aggressive in, in the way like where you're taking up shots. Yes, yeah, 16 shots isn't even enough for him. By the way, he should be getting 20 plus shots tonight, guaranteed. But he should get half of them right underneath the basket. He should be burying DeAndre Ayton under the basket. And 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 it's yo, it's so crazy. To all people who don't listen to the Benjamin podcast, all people who out there watching first take every morning or watching uh, first things first or whatever, yo, stop watching them, bro. Stop because they don't know basketball. I heard Max Kellerman say this morning that DeAndre Aiden is stronger than a than, than Anthony Davis. Like he's stronger. Like he made it about his physical stature. He made it like seem like Anthony like Anthony Davis could not have his way to that, that that night because he made it he made it about DeAndre Aiden imposing his will, and that is just wrong. Like. AD just does this. Like, he falls in love with his jump shot. That's the problem. He's too much finesse and not enough, like, gritty, let's get down there, let's dominate this game. Because when he when he plays that way, there's no one in the NBA that can stop him. There's no one. There's not a single player in the NBA that can guard Anthony Davis. Because usually what happens is he plays inside, he plays inside out. When he gets those buckets on the inside, he gets those easy dunks, the put-back dunks. I shouldn't have to run plays for Anthony Davis. Give me 20 rebounds and go dunk it every single time you get the ball. When he does that, then the outside jump shots just start to fall. It all comes together. And that's when you see those 40 point, 20 rebound nights that he has. And he's done it plenty of times in his career. So, yeah, it's all, it's all in AD's head. Like, he needs to be, I think he just needs a kick, in, a kick in the butt to say it nicely. I think a guy like Brian will do that for him. Google will do that for him. There's guys in the locker room that will do that. So, I have no concerns with the Lakers' loss at all. I know that wasn't the question. I have no concerns. But I, if you're going to blame somebody, you got, you got to blame, blame AD for it. Even though Brian didn't play well, Miles, your take on that first game with AD? I mean, it was tough to watch. He was he wasn't aggressive, settling for jump shots. He wasn't down there rebounding. So it's it's like, what what are you really doing right now? Like he he just played soft. He he doesn't want to hear people saying that. Well, he didn't say that. He he said, I don't care if people say I, I'm soft or, or whatnot, but. I mean, let's face it, you were soft in game one. Now your team's down 1-0, and you got to get one before you go back to L.A. You can't lose this game. This is, it could be a quick one if you you let them take home court this early. I mean, so we'll see. Like, AD's so talented. Like, when he's healthy, when he's healthy, he's a top five player in the league, but I mean, guy threw a ball off his foot last game, and I thought he was about to 
have to be carried off the, the court. I was, I was so confused. I'm like, damn, all he did was kick the ball. You look like you just stepped on somebody's foot. So I don't know. Those injuries that he's dealt with all season, they could be lingering, could be playing through stuff. But at this point, everybody's playing through something. Like this has been a long season, one with very limited rest in between games. So everybody's at the same point right now. So you've had a little more rest than everybody else sitting on the bench, dressing in your Dior suits and Jordan brand sneakers. So I need, I need something from you tonight. You need to come back. Like Chris Paul, he, he got a nerve issue in the first game. So we'll see how he comes out this game, but AD's got to come out aggressive from the jump. Like that's, that's what he's got to do. I think something that you just said, most would agree with, but I would disagree with. You said he's a top five player in the league when healthy. He's a top five talent, I believe, in the league when healthy. Top five player, something separate. Because as Greg said, we get 25, 20, and four blocks one game. Then 80 might give you 13, and he might have a game like game one. I think I'm in complete agreement. Um, from day one, I've never shied away from saying this. AD to me is just, he falls in love with that jump shot too much. And the thing is, you're not Steph Curry, my nigga. You're not Steph Curry. So Steph Curry can shoot three pointers and then go in the paint because he's a shooter. You have the ability to shoot, but you should not be starting off the game 0 for 3 from the three point line. DeAndre Jayden can't guard you. When they got the switches, Mikel Bridges can't guard you. Nobody on that team could guard you. You're doing fadeaway jump shots. It's the most frustrating thing watching AD play because as we have said, everybody has said, the most talented probably player in the league, 6'11", and he decides to shoot jumpers as if he's Curry. Like, I mean, we all know he grew up. He was mainly a guard. He got the growth spurt. I think he still think he's back here in middle school. You're not a guard, my boy. Get down there in the paint wreak havoc because nobody's messing with you literally nobody's messing with him and i agree with chris deandre ayton knows he is not better than ad but that boy got confidence going into the game too like i can speak with him now and this is where my opinion of course fine bronze teams don't really win game ones yada 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 that's all great you're supposed to let these jokers know y'all a bunch of young boys we're gonna set it Put our foots on your neck, game one, let y'all know. Hey, we ain't having it. Straight like that. That's how I think the game should have been approached. And especially with AD, we know how LeBron plays. AD, I think this year is going to have to do more, being that they're at the seventh seed. This is not like last year in the playoffs where they kind of get this cruise control all the way over there. They could take games off and still win. They're the seventh seed. This is a long long road for them and as you said if they lose tonight I think the Lakers still are a championship contender team they lose tonight you might as well forget it because they down 0-2 they could still win the series but just think about that if they down 0-2 and they got to go to seven games this first round with a right now an AD that might be injured a LeBron that's not fully healthy who has admitted he's not fully healthy Seven games, and then next round, they probably going to have to go to seven games too? Nah. If they keep winning and they at seven games, I don't know. 
you might not be able to beat a Brooklyn team if you got to play 21 games to get to the finals. All right. That's where it's a cause for concern. Last topic, last segment, most, most impressive playoff opener. We had some pretty big games from players like Devin Booker, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton, who had their first taste of playoff experience, and they balled out. Who was the most impressive to y'all? I think Devin Booker. I mean, it was his like his first game going up against the defending champs, and he drops 34, 7, and 8, and he looked comfortable. It didn't look like it was his first game. It looked like he'd been there for years, and nobody could guard him. So I think Devin Booker, he had the most impressive. I, I could say Trey Young, but I think that Devin Booker, honestly, was he was the best young guy coming in with his first game that, that he played the best. I could be hating on Trey Young, too, but I'm going I'm to rock with Devin Booker. No, I, I agree with you. I was going to say Devin Booker as well. I mean, the comfortability aspect of it, yes, but for for Devin Booker to come in first time uh, playoff experience, right, and to do it, like you said, against the defending champs, like the competition doesn't get any bigger than that, especially the team that people have pegged to win this year too, to come in there and, and put up 34, like it's easy. Um, again, doesn't get better than that. I was going to say for, for Trey Young, yeah, Trey Young had, had a good performance, but like we expected this from Trey Young. We didn't expect him to struggle, no offense, Miles, against the Knicks, right? At the end of the day, you know, they're the Knicks and the competition isn't as steep for, for a guy like him. But, no, nah, De- Devin Booker has certainly found his, his niche in the league. Um, it, the the one thing that, that stinks when, when you think about it is his opportunity is, is going to, you know, always fall short as long as LeBron is there. Right. So if, if they don't if they don't make it out uh, of this series, then, you know, for, for Devin Booker, you know, the only thing that he can look to is next year. And then if it's the same situation, you know, you're just continuously looking to the next year. And at some point, you he's going to end up going to the east, ducking that smoke. Greg, question is, who had the most impressive playoff opener? Devin Booker, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, your two co-hosts have said so far they're going with Devin Booker. I'm going with Trey Young or Dylan Brooks, one of the two. Um, you could pick either one. I think Trey Young. I, I'll go. I'll lean Trey Young because, that, yo, <laughs> the Knicks play great defense. First of all, they're great. That's why they're here. Um, so it wasn't easy what he did, and it's even harder with it being your first playoff performance, and then you go out and you hit a game winner against the, the Knicks at MSG in your first playoff performance, that's absurd. That's absurd. That takes, that takes a special kind of player to do that. So, yeah, I'm going Trey Young. That, that, was, that was different. And then to talk to the crowd, to be that comfortable in, in that hostile of an environment, to be that comfortable that early on, that's special. So, Trey Young, for me, probably gets to Dylan Brooks a second. Dylan Brooks a second on my list for that, though. D-Book is amazing, but I expect that from D-Book. D-Book will give anybody a bucket. I'm not surprised. He did that. Yeah, I'm going with Trey Young, week two. First game, you're in Madison for the Garden. And I'd have to say, I'm sure, Miles, you could attest to this. And Greg, I'm sure you could attest to this also. Chris definitely can attest to this. I don't know if Greg will admit it. But MSG, that game one, that was the most playoff 
tight atmosphere that we've seen like since the pandemic has hit because we obviously didn't get to see that in the bubble. 15,000 so, fans. So for Crazy. your first a spike lead in, Tracy Morgan jumping up and down, who never had his mask on the whole game, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Did not put his mask on the whole game. But to have your first game have to be at MSG. And this is 15,000 fans, the most fans that was at a playoff game so far. You're in there. You're up in – it's an up-and-down game the whole time, close game. And to do what you did and hit the game winner, it's like the J. Cole song. It's like sometimes you got to show people to let them know who the real is and who isn't. And real talk, we know Frank ain't the real. Tom messed up on that one. I love the fact that they have Frank on him in the last play, too, because all you heard was, oh, they're going to put Frank on him. They're going to put Frank on him. They're going to put Frank, Frank, Frank. All I heard was Frank from Knicks fans. Frank this, Frank that. They put him on the last play. They put him on the floor for the last play of the game. They went high screen and rolled. They blew the screen up like you're supposed to. The Knicks did everything right, except he blew right past Frank. He actually attacked Frank, got right past him, right to the middle of the floor, put that patented floater up, went in the basket. Yo, Trey Young by by far, bro. That was extremely impressive. That that's different. That's the first performance on the road. MSG, yo, his dad was crying, rightfully so. That was my son. I'd be crying too. I'd be so proud of him. That's incredible. Trey Young, bro. Yeah. Lou Will told him, "Do not pass that ball." Like I said, he was on his J Cole because you just gotta sometimes let him know who you really is, man. But we definitely gotta give a shout out yeah. before we close out the show. So John Morant, Dylan Brooks, both got busy. They both mm-hmm. got Donovan Mitchell came out, got that, that, oh, they didn't let me play game one. How do y'all see this series going out? Do you see Memphis possibly actually being able to beat them? Because everybody was saying, oh, Steph Curry and Golden State would have been a better <clears throat> series to watch. But I was locked in from the beginning of the game to the end of the game watching that game because Dylan Brooks, he having a nice coming out party, letting y'all know I'm not just a defender and John Morant, we know. John Morant down the, the course of that game. Pick and roll, float the, float the game, float the game, float the game. They can't stop it. How do y'all see this series going? I think it's Jazz and six, honestly. I think that with Donovan Mitchell coming back, that's going to reinvigorate this team. They were number one this year for a reason, and they stayed number one with him out. But now you get your best player back. Now these guys can be a little more confident. Jordan Clarkson doesn't have to do too much anymore. We'll see what happens. That's my pick. That's that's what I think. Nah, you're probably right. I just made a face because we talked about this and alluded to this about Jordan Clarkson. We definitely talked about it. Playoff time, what Clarkson are we going to see? And great, sixth man of the year. He got the award, but to throw out his stat line, we can't get on AD. Obviously, they're not the same player, but Jordan Clarkson, 5 for 16, 0 for 8 from three-point with 14 points. No, I, I told you so. Him and AD I told you so. numbers. <laughs> I told you so. I told, different differences. Differences we know what AD about to go do tonight. I, I don't think Jordan Clarkson's going I to I, – I told you so. I, it, with him, I see him in the playoffs before. He's a very he's a he's a volume shooter, um, and in the playoffs it's just different. They force you to do things that you're not that good at. It's just different in the playoffs. So, and that's what makes these guys like Trey Young and John Moran and these guys so impressive because 
they scouted for you. Like they they were really game playing to try to stop the best things you do, and you still couldn't do. You still couldn't stop them. Um, I, I think Donovan Mitchell probably makes this series. It, it tilted in the in the Jazz's favor. Without the without him, they would definitely lose the series because they just go one five screen and roll and let John Morant and Dylan Brooks just go cook. That's it. That's it. And Rudy Gobert, everyone's fake defensive player of the year. It he can't guard in space, so it just it gets really it gets really easy going downhill for these guys. That's the reason why. But um, yeah, I, I'd say that Mitchell makes the series a seven. It, I think it'll be a seven game series. Funny as it is, I think it will. I think John Morant is here. Like I think he's here, and Dylan Brooks is here too. So this is not going to be an easy series for them. Uh, but no one really took the Jazz that seriously to begin with. So this is this is par for the course. Yeah, I think also the thing that we're going to have to look out for next year before we close off the show, John Morant, Dylan Brooks keep playing like this. When we talk about the best duos, the best backcourts, they're definitely going to have to be in that conversation next year. Dylan Brooks is more than a defender. John Morant, he's one of the most clutch players, and he's only two, three years in. And I know, know why Greg is smiling because he's said John Morant is like 50 times better than Barrett. So we're not going to compare those stats. Oh, we we wasn't even thinking about that. I mean, that that was utterly stupid. I, I texted a Knicks fan after the game. I said, like, "Yo, you want to take back that dumb?" I can't even say what I said. Like, you you want to take that the dumb stuff you said to me the other day about about RJ being in the conversation with Javi because that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yo, yo, Knicks fans, go to sleep, bro. Hey, when this when this next this next game here, they could very well win it. I I I I you know that home court advantage is crazy, but they don't have an answer for Trey, bro. What's the answer for Trey? They, they better win it because they go down 0-2. Go to yeah, they getting swept. I still have the Knicks winning. My concern, before we close out, my concern, though, we see Julius Randle game one. I think with some playoff jitters. I think he was, you know, still trying to figure it out. If he's not playing well, it can't just be D-Rose getting buckets for them. They need somebody hmm. else to step for. And I can't – I can't – honestly, Alec Burks, I can't see him having a game like that. Bro, but that's uh, – that's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I picked the, the Hawks. I don't think they have enough firepower to compete with the Hawks and keep scoring. They, they just don't. Like, where is it going to come from? Yeah, that's, the thing, that's the thing where I still have faith because their defense. They only lost by Trey Young hitting a game winner, and Julius Randle did not play well. Julius Randle plays well. That's that's the next win. Reggie didn't even hit a three. He didn't hit a three. Gonna, what Reggie Bullock? You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be relying on Reggie Bullock in the playoffs. I'm not relying on him, but he's been clutch all season. No, six for no. twenty-three. So our best player no. has his worst game. Reggie oh, Bullock doesn't play well. Alfred Payton is Casper the the ghost out there, and we lose by two. Look at the names you just listed that you're relying on in the playoffs to give you big buckets. This ain't the regular season, bro. This is not. That's not it. The Hawks are better. They're more talented than you guys are. You understand that, right? The Hawks are more talented. John Collins, Bogdanovich, Trey Young, the rookie they have. Um, I can't. Why am I forgetting his Hunter. name, man? Huh? They, they got mad guys. Cam Red. They have guys who can come in and get a bucket and help them score some points. Like, yo, it's okay. You guys got here. This is cool. Enjoy it's it. Because Enjoy it. Win, MSG. Want, I'm not even gonna say anything when they win the series. I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm gonna just look at Greg. I'm gonna be like, yo, they're not gonna win the series, bro. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Hey, yo, it's all right. It's all right, Knicks fans. Guys, come on. Like, it's okay. You guys got here. I was in your shoes. I enjoyed well, it. I just no. enjoyed the ride. If you would have played better, it's okay. If you would have played better defense on that last play on Trey Young, then we wouldn't even be talking about this. 
but he didn't because he can't. What are we talking about? Trey Young's just better than him. Come on, man. Like, it's oh. okay. Just enjoy the moment, guys. Enjoy it, please. Hey, this is a message, please. There's got to be a clip. This is a message to Knicks fans. Just enjoy it. It's okay. You guys are here. This is dope. Y'all have been asked forever. Why are we not just enjoying the fact that y'all are here? You guys are fans in, in MSG in June, guys. This is really cool. Like, just, yo, y'all never thought this would happen this year. Just, just be happy about it. It's cool, guys. Like, for real. Why are we, we making, why? 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 We over overreacting to one game? That's that's what no, we're doing? No, the series is over after one game. Well, I mean, no, it, no, because it's human nature. This is a, a two-game series. It's in human nature theory. Greg has said this before the playoffs even started. Come, I've been saying this forever. Knicks fans been talking in my ear, talking about, oh my God, we're better than the Heat. Oh my God, we're better than them. We're better than this. No, you're not. You're just here. Enjoy it, guys. You had a good year. Everything that could, everything went right. Y'all got hot. It's sports that happen sometimes. Yeah. And sports are going to happen. I, I love it. It happens. It's okay. Hate it all season. We're here right Yo, now. I get, I've been giving the Knicks some credit no. all year, though. I've been giving the Knicks credit all year, though. No, there's backhanded compliments from you. That's backhanded true. compliments. No, when the Nets were here in the same position, bro, I said the same thing about the Nets. I was saying the same thing. I was thinking, I was saying the same thing. I was even keeled, bro. I expected to lose to the Sixers. It's okay. It's okay, yo. Like, just enjoy the fact y'all here. No. This ain't regular for you guys. Time. You ain't got to get ready. <laughs> I'm waiting on tone for the for the drop. I'm waiting on tone. <laughs> hey, You're trying to get out of here, bro. Look at I'm this. Not trying to get out of here. This is no. We gonna no talk about. about we game. definitely. We definitely gonna talk about that Heat Buck series because uh, Greg might have to do some recanting on that. But y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready, and that includes y'all. That includes y'all, Miami. We out. Peace. <laughs>